From the Art FM WXOX studios in Louisville, Kentucky, this is That Driving Beat. My name's James. And I am Uwe. And we've got a bunch of new records to play uh, play at you today on today's radio dance party. And when I say new, I mean 50 years old or more, but new to us. Uh, so uh, stick around, stay tuned, and put your dancing shoes on. Thank you for joining us for another episode of That Driving Beat, your radio uh, 60s soul dance party. We uh, we had a little bit of an issue getting our uh, 
our theme song ready to, to play for you. So we threw, a, we threw another one on uh, right there at the top of the hour. You heard the Poppies with He's Got Real Love, 1966 on the Epic label. And then you heard our theme song, Willie Mitchell doing that driving beat. High Records uh, from Memphis, Tennessee uh, from 1965. The one time I didn't bring the actual copy with me and then his little yeah little device little there that, thing. Uh, that's why we play records and not anything of the computer because i don't trust computers <laughs> that's true uh everything you hear on the show except the stuff we talk over and our theme song uh well, we play on real vinyl uh, uh the theme song we both own uh that driving beat on vinyl but we don't want to just wear out <laughs> Uh, either of our copies by playing it every week and theoretically it's nice and simple to play it off this little uh, digital device but it's not always simple <laughs> no, not with, with your bare hands <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, yeah one for a while there uve was bringing the actual record just in case we had uh, difficulties but uh, we didn't have it well, today. not today because uh, i only yeah. brought the, those uh quote-unquote new ones that's right uh and uh well you heard the impressions last and there was seven years i'm Kurtum from 1969, and so we already played 66, 65, 69. This one, this show is gonna go all over the place. Uh, so do not think you're gonna be <laughs> uh, settling into one sound. Yeah, it's, it's gonna yeah. go from R&B. It's definitely gonna be one, that, one like that jumps around from my from uh, what I've got too. Uh, if you listened uh, last week, or if you follow us on uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, you can follow Midnight Hour Sound System on either of those. That's us. Uh, if you, uh, but yeah, if you follow us or if you listened last week, you know that uh, we uh, recently took a trip uh, down to Nashville, Tennessee, to catch a couple of soul nights uh, down there and just dig for records uh, all the w- all the way there and back. And uh, we we dug several uh, record stores uh, in Nashville, some antique malls, some flea markets, uh, a record store in Bowling Green, Kentucky, on the way, and some. An antique mall next to the Corvette plant, and and just just some other things, and varying luck uh, at those different places. But had but all all put together, we both had a lot a lot of good uh, good good record uh, digging luck on that trip. Um, Uve played some of them just fresh out of out of his uh, his shopping bag last week. Uh, I held mine and got them cleaned up and cataloged, uh, and I'm going to play them this week. So I'm on week two, and uh, he's in week one. Yes. So yes. next week I'll be out of luck, and he's still going to play some. Yeah, I, I've I've got two shows worth of worth of uh, music. Well, so did from I. These records, yeah. Uh, I so couldn't you, wait. So. Yeah, so you jumped right in last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that poppies that I started the show with uh, that that was a uh, a new find. I think I I dug that one up at a record store down in Nashville. Um, so let's uh let's just keep going. Um, this is one uh, that I got at a, a famous record store in Nashville, probably one of the best known, uh, if people are familiar with Grimey's. Uh, that's one of the places we stopped down there. Grabbed a few things. I, I think, I, I, think I, got, I got more there than you did, I believe. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really lucky there, but yeah, you know, it was, didn't work out as well as some of the other places. I was lucky at other places, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this one, uh, it's on the B&C label from 1963. It's uh, by an artist called Chet Poison Ivy in a little while. In a 
little while, my love I will be with you In a little while, my love All our dreams come true Together we can face the world And no one can deny In a little while, my love I'll make you mine, all mine Sometimes we will have Little quarrels And you will be so angry You will cry But we'll kiss and make up Before tomorrow I love
best and shout. Shout, sister, best and shout.
to the maker and hope to die like a baby that loves his candy. I like a prospect that loves his gold. I like a hound dog loves a rabbit. I like a gopher that loves his hole. I love my baby. Well, I promised you it's going to jump about. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know how to put this record in to make it sound not so weird. And then James just started playing something of Cobra from 1957. Guess what? What I just played is of Cobra from 1957. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. And those are those are both, uh, the last two you heard are, are, are jump, uh, jump blues, jump rhythm and blues, uh, I think. And because uh, they just had that kind of sound, we don't play a lot of the, a, a lot of that kind of sound on this show. But mostly it's just because we we haven't dug all that much up and and recognized it. I think. So you just heard Burridge. I don't care who knows. As I said, on Cobra from 1957. Before that, Otis Rush also on Cobra from 1957 with Jump Sister Bessie. Cobra is a Chicago label, just if anybody cares. Oh, yeah, that is that is Chicago uh, electric blues kind of thing. Uh, Otis Rush was actually born in Pennsylvania, but he, he moved to Chicago and is identif- uh, uh, really is identified as a Chicago artist. Before that, uh, the, the weekly proof that we're playing 45s here, because that has horrible background noise, Faye Simmons with Bells on Jordan Records from 1961. A wonderful record, and I wanted to play it, even though it, it needs some some love. I try to give it some, but not enough, I guess. It just yeah, there's a lot of gunk down in those grooves yeah. that we, we may be able to get out. Yeah, uh, That's one. I, I, I picked up a copy of that uh, a while back, and when we were digging, uh, I believe, in a record store in the mall in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Right next to the Victoria's Secret in there. <laughs> I saw that copy and I'm like, ooh, Uwe, this, this is in rough shape, but you probably want this. Yes, and I do. Yeah. Uh, when we started the set out uh, with one on the B&C record label from 1963, Chet, Poison Ivy, with In a Little While. All right, what's up next? I'm going to play one uh, by the group The Capitals, a uh, soul group out of Detroit. On the Karen Records label from 1966, I got to handle it.
Well, we played a couple what we call either modern or crossover sound, which has nothing to do with being modern. It's just uh, a term. Those They're still old came songs. They still old songs. Yeah, oh. for for people who were who were just immersed in the '60s, uh, the mid '60s uh, kind of sound, the the late '60s and early '70s sounded really modern. So, <laughs> so we still call it that. <laughs> That was the Intruders. Don't give it away. On Gamba from 1969. Before that, the newcomers out of Memphis with the whole world's a picture show. That one came out in 1974 on Truth Records, which was uh, one of the one of several sub labels of the Stax uh, record company there in Memphis. Before that, James and Bobby Purify do unto me Bell Records from 1967. And uh, did we leave one out? Oh, you started with the Capitals, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Capitals. That's Yeah. I'm just looking at the playlist here and not making sense of it in my head. But, yes, the Capitals is what we started with, with I Got to Handle It. And uh, we were we were discussing, and, and I don't ever he- hear him, the, the, the singer, actually say, I've got to handle it. It's always, I've got got to ha- handle, handle it or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, I've it's, heard uh, this song before, and I could not make out what it was Didn't know what the chorus was. Anuit, yeah. Inuit, Inuit, I don't know. Hanuit. But yeah, that was the Capitals with I've Got to Handle It on uh, on the Karen record label out of, Detro- out of Detroit. You're listening to Dead Driving Beat. My name is Uwe. I'm James. All right, up to the next. Yeah, this this is this is one of one of my my bigger scores uh, uh, on uh, our recent trip down to Nashville and back digging records. Um, picked this one up uh, down in Nashville at a record store, but got a got a good deal on it. Uh, it's the Knight Brothers on Checker, part of the Checker, uh, part of the Chess Record Company out of the south, the south side of Chicago, from 1963. Here's "Love, Can't You Hear Me." Yeah, yeah. Say love, 
Just got paid. Now how I wish 
started out that set with uh, one of my, uh, my, my finds that I'm most excited about from our little Nashville dig last weekend, uh, the Knight Brothers, 
Love Can't You Hear Me, off the Checker label from 1963. So I followed that with something I was really excited about. I had this record before, but it was in horrible shape, and I did play it on that show years ago, and uh, you suffered with me through it. <laughs> uh, there was Billy Stewart, A Fat Boy Can Cry, and I finally found a really nice copy of that. came out on Chess in 1964. Yeah, that one's Billy Stewart, just... just opening up his soul uh, uh, about being the clown, basically. And, and he doesn't do his sad to be usual, like, brrr, no, none of that no. in there, yeah. There's a lot, lot more, yeah, he's not using his gimmick, uh, and, you know, I like his gimmick, uh, his kind of stuttery uh, gimmick, but, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, for the listener, if you wonder what happened to the very beat-up, barely playable copy they had before, I have it now. <laughs> yeah. You pass it on. Yeah, it needs it a good on. home. I mean, it's still, it's still a valuable It record. is still playable, it, yeah. yeah. It's still yeah. barely uh, playable. But not as nice as the one we just heard. <laughs> uh, after that, you heard two songs that uh, you know, I'm, you're probably familiar with. Uh, you're like, oh, I, I, know these, I know these two. Um, but you might have noticed, if you were listening really, really carefully, you might have noticed they were, they were just a little bit off. They're not exactly... What you remember, uh, it's because they're, they're not by who you think they are. Uh, those were two records off uh, the Hit Records uh, label out of Nashville. That was a label that uh, did knockoffs, uh, soundalikes, basically. When a, when a record uh, came out uh, on one of the major labels uh, by uh, you know, a known artist or a new up-and-coming artist and became a hit... Uh, hit records uh, turned on their factory and made a copy um and the way they did that was they were in nashville and there are a lot of fantastic uh professional recording studios professional uh, uh session musicians and and producers uh and everybody down there and sometimes they there was a little downtime that they could get those studios and those session musicians and those singers uh that are, that are around there in nashville as part of the business they could get those maybe at a discount um and so they just they would bring in people and just do as close as they could do copy of the record that was out there on shelves and sell them for i don't know half price i'm not sure exactly what the price structure was but they were a lot cheaper and uh and the the hit records uh had a different hit on both sides a different copy of of one of the big hits whereas if you bought the actual record by the actual artist The B-side may or may not be something that was any good or that you were interested in. It was whatever they put on on the B-side, uh, just kind of as a, sometimes as a throwaway. Sometimes the B-sides were really fantastic, but sometimes they were just, yeah, I can see why this didn't make the A-side. Uh, so what you heard there was uh, Another Saturday Night, credited to Leroy Jones uh, from on Hit Records from 1963. That would have come out, I'm sure, within a couple of weeks of, uh, of the Sam Cooke original starting to hit uh so they could uh peel off a little bit of that uh, of that sam cook money uh leroy jones as far as i know didn't actually exist that was a a, a pseudonym they used um they did that a lot on hit records uh, some of them some of the uh, the records are released actually under the the name of the artist singing a lot of them aren't and they didn't really have as many artists as you think looking through all the, the hit the hit record uh, label um, they would just put different names on, on, on different records. So uh, it's possible Leroy Jones is a, a guy named Herbert Hunter who did a lot of theirs. I don't think it really sounds like him, so it's probably somebody else. Uh, some, some records 
that were released as Leroy Jones were definitely Herbert Hunter. <laughs> Who knows who's singing on this one? And that's kind of the, that's what's interesting to me about hit records is they had all these really great musicians. The, the musicians playing on that might have been playing on a on an Elvis single uh, the, the, the day before and a Dolly Parton single the day after and, you know, a rock and roll single the day, you know, it, it's, it, they were just working musicians and, and they got them in there to do these copies and they, they, so often they sound really good. So yeah, you heard uh, Leroy Jones doing another Saturday night cover of Sam Cooke. Yeah, from the same label, the Hit Records label, you heard the Jellos with Big Girls Don't Cry. And that was recorded in 1962, and of course we all know the original, Frankie Valley the Four Seasons, and it sounds so alike, it's not even funny. Yeah. And you know, you wonder if they used the same background track, but... I don't, uh, I don't think they could have, they yeah. They could now, Yeah, they wouldn't was, have had yeah. access to it, but uh, they had all these musicians and studios, and you know, uh, uh, those records were recorded in the big studios that, that were down in Nashville, the ones pumping out all the country hits, of course, but also rhythm and blues, pop, rock. All the stuff that that were coming out of uh, RCA and and uh, all the big uh, Columbia, all the big studios down there. All right, we've chatted enough about not obscure knockoff records. Now, uh, I'm probably going to play a few more off hit during the show just because uh, we picked up several. All right, uh, coming up next, though, I'm going to play one by the Climates. This is on Sun Records out of Memphis, but uh, much much after the 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 pinnacle of sun where they were uh, where they were creating basically the, the careers of elvis presley uh johnny cash uh various other uh, other country rock rockabilly guys um sun jerry was still lee around lewis? jerry lee lewis that guy i've yeah. heard of him yeah, yeah. uh who knows something about sun records <laughs> <laughs> uh sun was still around in 67 when this one was released they would within a couple of years after that be sold to shelby singleton and that's a whole other story uh, but here's a, a group called The Climates from the Memphis area, most likely, breaking up again. And uh, this is this one is going to take us through the hour. We do want to thank you for listening to That Driving Beat. Um, you can find us on social media. Just search for Midnight Hour Sound System on either Instagram or Facebook. See what we're doing out there. And uh, we hope you're enjoying the dance party. Here's The Climates breaking up again.
matter you and you and you. I say to you and you and you. <laughs> you ought to see my baby. Well, she looks so neat. And she doesn't hump a willy in a stocking feet. You ought to see my baby. With nothing 
Welcome to the second hour of Dead Driving Beat. My name is Uwe. I'm James. You, you just heard the tabs. Take my love along with you. Came out on Wand from 1963. I like that one a lot. I'd never heard that one before. Maxine Brown before that with Since I Found You. Also on the Wand label from 1963. And we started the hour with Jimmy Washington, You Ought to See My Baby, on Backbeat from 65. If you uh, were listening earlier in the show, you've heard us say a couple of times that we're playing all records today that are new to our collections. Uh, they're old records, so uh, when we tell you the year, that's the year that actual piece of vinyl or, uh, or styrene plastic that we're holding was, uh, was pressed and uh, was made available. And, and they've been out there ever since, uh, somewhere out in the world maybe ignored in a box, maybe some of them look like they've been just left to the side of the road. Um, but uh, these are all ones that we picked up on a recent trip down to Nashville. Um, stopped a few places on the way and a few places in Nashville and just dug up any any record uh, that, that looked good and that looked like it would fit well into our collections. And so that's what you're hearing today is, uh, is our finds from, uh, from that trip. Uh, so they're kind of random. Uh, you know, we don't generally... Uh, kind of really plan out a, a, a theme or, or a playlist on this show. We, we both just bring in records and kind of answer each other and, and, and uh, see where it goes. Um, but it's maybe a little more more uh, 
uh, random than usual because this yes. is just what this is just what what we picked up. Uh, random is a good word. Random, yeah. random stuff. Oh. Um, and it's about to get random because uh, I'm about to play you a '60s punk song uh, by a group called the Loved Ones. They were a, a group out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, they only ever released two singles that uh, that I can find any any evidence of, and this is their second and last single. Uh, it was almost definitely recorded in Nashville because uh, if you look at the the the, the songwriters on the, the side I'm going to play you, and then the producer credits, uh, um, you know, it's 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 Nashville people. Um, they apparently spent one summer uh, up in 1966 uh, playing some kind of residency at somewhere in. Uh, in Greenwich Village in New York. Uh, that was mentioned in a news article. Uh, I don't know where. They might have been making that up just to impress impress the uh, the kids back in Tennessee. Who knows? Um, but this uh, this song's called Country Club Life by the young, the loved ones. Came out on Brookmont label in 1968. And uh, an interesting thing to me is it was actually written by two, you know, really established, really, really successful, well-known, con- like mainstream country and pop um, songwriters, musicians, producers, uh, Buzz Kaysen and Bobby Russell. Uh, if those names don't mean anything to you, that's fine. But uh, you're going to see their names on a lot of uh, country music and, and just big pop stuff uh, from the 60s and 70s. Um, and they also wrote this sneering punk song <laughs> for this uh, these kids out of Knoxville, Tennessee, to, uh, to sing in 1968. Um, so I'm going to stop talking finally now and uh, play you Country Club Life by the Loved Ones from 1968. He's out playing golf all Sunday after dancing. All Saturday night Then he drags to his office Each Monday After leading his country club life And he makes Fifty thousand dollars By the end Of each fiscal year Himself as a swinger, you know And he won't face the fact that he's getting too old He'd give everything and a price he would pay To go back again to his gay younger days And he won't let his son go and Nancy Cause the father works down at the mill Oh, 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 oh,
He fancies himself as a swinger, you know But they all tried to tell him you're getting too old And now he is left to contend with his soul He was buried today in a vault made of gold
did see Or have the charm of the ladies in high society But the girls got sold Worth more than gold And all the love that I have belongs to the woman with soul Oh, I'm just a regular fella I don't need much I don't need a Cadillac car Or diamonds and such But the girl in our home Better have a little soul And I'll be richer than the richest man If the woman's got soul Now I don't need a woman That's got a whole lot of class Because class and a woman Just don't mean she gonna last Oh, I need the kind of woman That's gonna hold and squeeze me tight And when she puts her lips to mine, boys I give in without a fight And I know the woman's got soul Worth more That was Jerry Butler, a woman with soul, on the WeJ record from 1963. Junior Walker and the All-Stars before that with a, a B-side and one of the, I'm going to say rare uh, ones of their of their songs with vocals. Uh, it's not the only one by any stretch, but usually um, they're known for instrumentals. But that was Junior Walker and the All-Stars with Carry Your Own Load. Nice gospel-sounding uh, soul record there from 1970 on the Soul label, which was part of uh, the Motown company. Before that, Don Coven, the Good Timers, Don't Let Go, Atlantic, 1968. And wherever I found those records, there were, like, I think I picked up four or five Don Cove radio station copies, all in pristine condition. So either somebody bought a radio station collection up at one point and then, you know, resold them. But interesting to find the same artist all on the same radio station label. Just That's all in the same box. Yeah. In the same box. It's quite rare. So I, I, I picked up some and I'll play one later on, uh, which is Don't Call Without the Good Timers. And it's an earlier one from, from 65. And uh, had a little different sound at the beginning of that set with the loved ones on Brookmont from 1968 doing Country Club Life. I like that one. That was good. Yeah, I like that one. Too. The other side of that record's good, too. I'll, I'll play that on the show next week. All right, let's get back to the music, play some more of these records that we've uh, just recently dug up on our trip down to Nashville. Up next, one uh, from Chicago. Nothing to do with Nashville. That's just where we found it. Um, 1968 on the Checker label, part of uh, part of Chess Records. Here's Little Milton with Drift and Drifter. <laughs> ¶¶ 
is heavy with memories of you But I can't turn back to a past so blue You wouldn't listen to a fool's advice You played a game and walked out of my life When all I wanted was to have a good wife yeah. I gotta keep on drifting here Lord, till I find That woman, that woman for me
Get in a Groove, the ground record from 1962, and I do believe this could have been a great record, but somehow the quality of recording is not really good. It might have been live, who knows? It just seems like very dull. Yeah, it just it would it could have been mixed a lot better, I think. Yeah, there's there's something in there, but it just doesn't come through. Yeah, uh, it doesn't feel full. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that one because you won't hear it again. <laughs> Before that, one by a group called the Ringos uh, on High Records from 1963. Uh, we were digging through a, a box of cheap 45s. Uh, you know, cheap enough that you, anything that that looked at all interesting, interesting, you're just going to put in your pile and figure out what it is later. Uh, and so when I saw this on, on High Records out of Memphis, uh, a label known mostly or, or uh, uh, loved mostly for the soul and rhythm and blues they put out, although there, there is some country and some rock and roll and other things on High, jazz, other things. Um, so I saw this by the group called the Ringos. I'm like, okay, must be, must be some kind of Beatles, Beatles cash in, somebody trying to, to make people think they might have something to do with the Beatles and, uh, and putting this record out. So I'm like, okay, I'll put that on my, my, on my stack. Uh, turns out, I mean, it, it is from 1963. I didn't know when it was from, uh, and the Be- the Beatles hadn't really hit in the in the U.S. in 1963. Nobody really knew who that Ringo was uh, when this record came out. So I think it's just complete complete coincidence um, that it's called the Ringos. And this actually came out on a on a tiny uh, little small town Arkansas label first, um, but but billed as a group called the Spades um, earlier in 1963. From what I can tell, it's exactly the same recordings. Uh, so I guess somehow High got it, licensed it, bought it, whatever, reissued it, tried to make it a bigger thing, uh, and renamed the group, even, the Ringos. Again, before anybody really knew who Ringo Starr was in the U.S., unless they were paying attention to the British uh, British pop charts. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's the Spades or it's the Ringos. Uh, it came out on High somehow. But it's just a good surf instrumental, uh, is, what, is what it boils down to. So you heard Ain't No Big Thing, that, uh, that surf instrumental. 
uh, Build to the Ringos, 1963 on High Records. Before that, a little bit of Latin tune, Louisiana Mama, musical from 1961. And I would not have believed un- unless I would have seen it in writing that this was Gene Pitney. Just because of, you know, when I think of Gene Pitney, I think more rock and roll. And But yeah. And just, if I can say it, a little more square. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there there are a couple of good Gene Pitney. Uh, oh, ones. yeah, there uh, are. Yeah. Uh, we play Heartbreaker uh, by him. That's a good one. On yeah. the show quite a bit. So, But I think I'd leave this in my box because I do like Louisiana the Mama. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good pop rock kind of a thing there. I like it. Little Milton got us started with Drift and Drifter on the Checker label from 1968. All right, uh, let's get back into the music. Gene Chandler up next on the Brunswick label from 1967. Here's There Goes the Lover. Bye. 
That was the Teardrops with I Will Love You Dear Forever. Came out on Music Core in 1966 and this is a later version on Saxony. Not sure of the year. Rosalind Madison before that uh, with a cover of the song Fancy. Uh, came out on Silver Fox in 1970. A little country soul there. Um, the song was originally recorded uh, by its writer Bobby Gentry. Had a big hit with it uh, in 1969, um, and then uh, this one came out in 1970. This cover, and uh, if you if you uh, were in a place where country radio is all all that was available to listen to in the 90s, uh, you're probably familiar with the Reba McIntyre uh, smash hit uh, country country cover from uh, 1990 as well of Fancy. But that was Rosalind Madison doing it. Before that, a version of the Hound Dog by Chuck Jackson on one from 1967 and we all know Elvis Presley's version of Hound Dog but that's not the original the original was Big Mama Thorsten came out on Peacock in the 50s and uh, it's probably one of the most recorded songs in the history of music over 500 people recorded that over the years and uh, still going probably <laughs> yeah uh, Gene Chandler got that one started There Goes the Lover 1967 on Brunswick um, we want to thank you for listening to That Driving Beat. Let's get back into the music. The next one is by a group called The Group, and that's group with two O's. Uh, a grouper. The Group. It's called Tears and Joys, uh, and it actually was part of the soundtrack of the movie Midnight Cowboy uh, in 1969. This is the single version uh, on Bell from 1969. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never actually watched Midnight Cowboy. It's one of those movies that, you know, it's a classic. You should watch it. But I just, I've never watched it. I probably should. Uh, so I don't know how this song is used in the movie. Um, but uh, I'm going to play it for you. Uh, the group. I'm sitting here shaking my head in silence. You <laughs> you, you've see. seen it, I assume. Of course. Well, yes. You, you, you may be able to tell me if, the, if this actually features in the movie or maybe it's just in the background <laughs> Like somewhere. I would remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here's the group. The tune is called Tears and Joys, 1969 on Bell.
High Keys, Pistol Packing Mama on Etka from 1963. So excited to find that record. I uh, love the High Keys. Uh, if you ever listen to the show, you know I'm playing Kesara Sera quite often. One of my favorite songs. Uh, and finally found another good one. Pistol Packing Mama. With some sound effects. <laughs> With some sound yeah. effects. <laughs> the group before that uh, from the Midnight Cowboy soundtrack, but that was played off the single Tears and Joys. We are uh, just about done with that driving beat for, for today. Thank you for listening. Hope you'll join us again in the future. If you want to find us on social media, see what we're doing, or get in touch with us, so just search for Midnight Hour Sound System on either Instagram or Facebook, and you found us. Uh, we got time. We got time for one more. Uh, this is one. I bought this off a Christmas tree at a record store in Nashville. They had their Christmas tree set up, and it was right next to a bunch of cheap 45s, and it looked like they'd just taken some off the, the, the rack of cheap 45s and just strung them on the, on the tree as ornaments. And I'm like, ooh, I'll take that one. So I pulled one <laughs> off the stack and replaced... Sorry, I just hit the microphone. Replaced the one off the tree so the tree was not bare. And uh, yeah, I bought this off a Christmas tree. Funkadelic from 1969 true story true story it's a true story i I was the witness of all that Uh, funkadelic on westbound records from 1969 (laughs) here's i'll bet you until next time I bet you.